What's up, everybody? This is Eve with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. For those of you who don't know, I'm a physical therapist, and this podcast is dedicated to giving you the right health and fitness information that is both practical, actionable, and evidence-based. This is season two of the podcast, and we are so excited. We're going to have a little less interviewing. We're going to do some more topic-based discussions with myself and some of the made-to-move physical therapy and performance team. Maybe have some guest hosts out there. We are so excited for season two. Thank you so much for joining us and supporting us. If you have any questions for me or the crew, just search Healthy Charleston on Instagram or you can reach out to us directly at made to move pt.com that is the number two thanks so much see you soon what's up healthy charleston uh, i'm dane gifford here with the healthy charleston podcast and i am delighted today to be sitting down with aaron beck um, retired professional skier. Uh, she's also a publicist and uh, marketing extraordinaire. Uh, has her own company called It's Your Story. And uh, super pleased to have you on today, Erin. Thanks for having me. I'm really yeah. excited. Um, so, I, you know, we were talking about a lot of, a lot of things just now. Uh, I want to dive into all of those. But yeah. first, like, just maybe give a very brief summary of who you are, where you come from, and uh, what brought you to Charleston. All right. Um... Let's see, I grew up in Vail, Colorado, skiing. Beautiful. Yep, followed in my father's footsteps. I was um, skiing since I was two and racing when I was five. (laughs) I joined the U.S. ski team at the age of 13 and joined the Olympic team at 15. So sorry about that. I should um, meet that. No, right? Mine's vibrating. Um, So yeah, I joined the Olympic ski team and then I got into a pretty... Uh, gruesome accident and hit a tree at 80 miles per hour in Aspen lost my right kidney and had some other organ failures and um, yeah kind of reevaluated my whole life because I thought I was going to be an athlete for forever so then I entered college and um, moved to New York and started a career in PR and yeah. let's marketing. just be clear for the listeners uh, the tree did not stop you from skiing no yeah <laughs> I kept skiing through college paid my way through college That's right. and um, yeah then ended up moving to New York and immersing myself in the world of public relations and marketing and then uh, took some time off traveled the world a little bit Reevaluated and decided that I wanted to come immerse myself with the Charlestonians. Landed in Charleston. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's perfect. Super psyched. Um, was there something like specific about Charleston, Charlestonians? Uh, you know, I mean, most of our listeners are going to be from Charleston, so I'm just curious to what what brought you to this specific location. You know, um, when I came back from Italy. I went back to New York and thought that I wanted to um, go back to that life. And after about a month, I was like, no way, can I do this again? Um, And so I knew that I needed to be commutable to New York for PR and being close to the publications. Um, But I also wanted to be in an area where the people were really friendly and we had both, I had access to both the ocean and mountains and 
a great outdoor warm community or you know town right um, and so I started doing a lot of research and I read all these articles about Charleston that kept popping up the happiest place to live in America <laughs> you know like the best food and um, so I actually spoke to some of my friends who worked at travel and leisure and they all said that I would love it here and so I found a little house on Spring Street and rented it sight unseen and moved here and haven't left. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's uh, and has it uh, held up, I guess, to the expectation. Yeah, I mean the food has. I'm <laughs> in the gym every day working that yeah, off. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I love the people. The weather is so great. The architecture. I mean, it's so charming here. Mm-hmm. But yet, the city is growing so much it's really remarkable to see the changes i've seen so many changes since i moved here in june it's remarkable and the amount of um sophisticated people that move here and are uh having secondary homes and starting businesses here it's crazy the amount of entrepreneurship that's sprouting up in charleston absolutely so yeah it's it's great little hub no, I think uh, you're spot on with that, and uh, it's an exciting time. I know in my networking group, um, I don't know how accurate the data is, and maybe you even have better data than I do, but they talk about like 30 people a day like coming to Charleston, and like you know, it's, it's been pretty constant at that same level for the last, I don't know, like a year or so, like, and I only anticipate it getting larger, you know? Yeah. So. All I know is that the growth is crazy because um, I don't own a car, so I Uber um, when I need to, yeah. and the, the Uber drivers are always right, um, like a true New Yorker. Right? Like, <laughs> really, they're not too happy about it, but there's they're constantly explaining how many more new Uber drivers are on the road. Yeah, there is a lot. There is a lot. <laughs> I was one of them at one time while I was in school. I'll admit. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, I mean, I like using Uber. We only have one car, my wife and I, and, and so I prefer to, to travel, um, let somebody else drive if possible. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'd rather look at my phone instead of look at the taillights <laughs> in front of me. Yeah. Um, and I don't travel during rush hour. See? Right. We live kind of on the Dano Island, so we're in a little bit of a bubble there. Uh, we're downtown today, but, um, you know, so I don't have to deal with traffic. I yeah. I've got a lucky environment there. Yeah. So the listeners might be wondering, like, this is Healthy Charleston Podcast. Uh, why do I have a marketing specialist or a publicist on today? And, you know, I, I thought it was really interesting, not only the backstory about being, uh, you know, an athlete, which I think is probably its own podcast in and of itself, but, um, and we can dive into as much of that as you want. But I think it's also important because most of our listeners are kind of in that world of, health and fitness and um, I think you have a lot to offer them and and, and, you know what the market is doing in Charleston and where the fitness industry is going and like where you know I don't know it's just it's a very interesting time so um, you know I guess one thing I could talk about is trends in fitness and like you know I think that there's always the next gadget and everything else but where do you see like if we were going to focus our efforts like in Charleston as a whole, from the health and fitness world as a publicist, where do you think people should focus their efforts? Um, That's a great question. And um, 
working constantly in the health and fitness world and PR, I'm always talking with national editors about what the national trends are, the global trends for health and wellness, and also clean beauty and um, clean products that you put on your skin and, and for both men and women. And the resounding um, bottom line at this point is what we put into our body and our, you know, the nutritional value, what's clean eating versus Whole30 versus the sugar detox um, versus keto. Those are all huge poignant um, conversations that are spurring the health and fitness trends now more so than you should do CrossFit and, you know, run and do cardio um, because people are now starting to fully understand that 70% of, you know, your fitness lies with what you put in your body. Yeah, like you can't outwork a bad diet is kind of a mantra now. Right, and if you are working out really hard and you're trying to reach certain fitness goals, you're going to have a much more difficult time achieving those if you're eating um, shrimp and grits and yeah, yeah. Uh, biscuits and gravy. Which I mean, I love which both we of love. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm paying the price for eating too much southern food when I just moved here. But um, yeah, I think that those are the national trends, and I think that that's the huge need of conversation for. Charlestonians and the Charleston community because like you and I were discussing earlier there's really no solid clean eating food options Mm -hmm. for the residents here and there are also no really solid clean eating food delivery programs that are locally based and starting to kind of understand um, or getting to know Charleston uh, residents is that everyone here is still very much um, wanting to go local. Everyone is so prideful about being in Charleston and helping friends out. And I love that so much about this community. (laughs) Everything is about who you know and supporting one another. Mm -hmm. and, And I fully agree we need to embrace that. But in doing so, I think that the fitness community here can really gather around and educate on, um, how to eat well and what to eat and i think also grocery stores need to up their ante and not carry just one almond milk and have we heard of oat milk you know what i mean like those other alternatives um in addition to how to work out and and what to do what fitness regimen to do right yeah i think it's very difficult i mean i think we've known for a long time that nutrition plays a huge role I think we've now morphed into a world, like I said, that we understand you can't outwork a bad diet. Um, and I think to that point, too, to, to the people that are still trying, you enlist a whole host of other problems like hormonal issues and stuff because you now are not putting the proper fuel in your body. And then you're going out there and trying to work twice as hard um, because you kind of know that maybe you're not eating the right things or maybe you don't have the access or the affordability or whatever. And so you're going to work twice as hard. And so now it's like double whammy, like a bad diet, twice the amount of stress on the body. And now you start to have the other complications, whether it's physical or hormonal or, or whatever. And right. it's, it's a huge toll. So Yeah. It just snowballs into one big problem. So, yeah. yeah. I agree. So, you know, I, I think, um, you know, 
looking at that when we were talking before, I mean, like, I don't want to go down this road completely, but like, you know, we did identify that um, there's areas that I think the Charleston um, community can focus on, and that is educating the public and, yeah. you know, trying to get the message out there and, and do it effectively. And then, you know, there's a lot of organizations in town that are trying to create more green space and more bike paths from here to West Ashley and different things. Like, yeah, do know. bike paths even exist except for the Ravenel Ridge? But you take your life in your own hands yeah. to get to the entrance to the Ravenel Ridge. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to navigate yeah. uh, around <laughs> all the different people too on there. But yeah, the there's so many bike stores downtown. It's like they're, yeah, yeah. it's a little bit wonky. It is cool that there is still support though for the community, you know, for like with, sure. uh, with the, the bike shops, uh, shout out to, to build a bike. They're designed here locally. Yeah. I love those bikes so much. They're so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just wish that we could get together as a community and get these, um, get everyone to join in and say, Hey, let's create a couple bike paths downtown mm. and yeah to Just make it access right yeah and i feel that um if we're able to create these simple I, I mean clearly putting in bike paths everywhere is not that simple because they cost a lot of money right. and yeah. taxpayer dollars but if we could make these um foreseeable easy changes or simple changes um, people will automatically start to adopt a healthier lifestyle and thus it will hopefully bleed into um, the way that they eat and, mm-hmm. and their overall um, health and self-worth because, um, yeah, if you go into the grocery store and you have five healthy options versus one healthy option, it's gonna, you're going to automatically question and be like, hmm, what is this? I want to find out more about this. Why is everyone drinking this? And, and it kind of just right. through osmosis, yeah. per se. No, it's... Um, the... Um, you know, I, I just a question came to my mind as you were talking, which made me think, like, yeah. what, what, like, from your view, as a, you know, as a retired athlete and then as a publicist slash marker now, like... There's a ton of definitions of fitness out there. Yeah. Like, what to you is kind of the definition of, like, fitness and or, like, just health and wellness? Like, how do you define it? Or, you know, or if you were advising a client, how would you tell them to define it for today? Oh, man. I think that health and wellness embodies so much. If if one is healthy, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a certain body type. Um, I think healthy is someone that is consciously taking the right moves to put as much good things into their body to keep their body healthy and so you don't come down with the flu or you know any other ailments Um, and then you know working out to keep up your cardiovascular health and wellness and your your body it's clearly good for your body but also I think there's a huge aspect of mental health that needs to be addressed. And I know it's a national conversation constantly, um, but we are in such a society and me as a publicist have experienced this on a personal level of being so extraordinarily stressed out that I sold my PR firm in uh, New York and I just kind of reevaluated my whole life and said, you know, I'm going to go travel Europe and 
really figure out what I want to do with my life. And maybe it was an early midlife crisis, who knows? Um, but I'm really glad I did it because now I fully understand that um, health goes far beyond just going to the gym at 6 a.m. and eating a salad for dinner at night, right? right? It's yeah. um, about trying to make the best decisions for you to keep a healthy mind and body so you are happier every day and, um, and you can manage your work levels and you have balance. Balance is so huge and... Um, yeah, I think I may be rambling on a little bit, but... No, yeah. I, I mean, that, but I think that's maybe the point around that question, yeah. is that uh, there is no uh, answer, I think, this beyond the balance aspect and, like, that whole, the, the total health, you know, like, the diet isn't enough, exercise isn't enough, mental health in and of itself is not enough, like all of these things, the relationships, and like, you know, we talk so much, I mean, you're sitting in front of a pain science handout that we've created, and like, everything is so um, multifactorial, mm -hmm. that um, so much of what is going on is very tough to, you know, a lot of, like, it's, it's important, and I think you know this from a marketing standpoint, to niche down, Right. But at the same time, like everything is so connected, like the, the balance of everything is so important that it's like you want to niche down because it's important to you, but at the same time, then you start to put yourself on an island and be like, well, I'm an exercise <laughs> right, 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 specialist, right, right, right. you know, like I can't talk about diet and like all these other, you know, mental health and like, but I don't think that's true because it's just so apparent that everything is multifactorial. Yeah, I feel like um, there are a myriad of opportunities for anyone regarding their health or regarding their growth of their business or how they market themselves to the world. And it's very difficult as an entrepreneur or someone that's you know trying to reach a new fitness goal because you, you're so caught up into the blinders of what you want to accomplish that it's really hard to kind of see the whole um, field of opportunity that you can have to reach the, that goal. Mm -hmm. There are several different ways to the end of the path, right? There are many different paths to a house. It's true. Um, yeah. It makes me think of when I was practicing yoga, like really studying hard in yoga. And um, I was also studying Ayurvedic medicine. Do you know Ayurvedic, Ayurvedic medicine? I don't. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, so Ayurvedic medicine is super interesting. It's um, a basis of yogic thinking for um, food and it is actually thousands and thousands of year old. It's um, a scientific study of what Chinese herbal med or Chinese medicine was founded upon. Okay. And so um, Ayurveda basically is all from your gut's microbiome. Right. And Which is funny because now coming full circle to 2020, like Everyone's talking about microbiome, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was studying this three, four years ago, and um, it really made a huge difference in my life when I started uh, taking on Ayurveda, just understanding that what happens in your gut affects every single part of your life outside. So literally everything that you put in your body um, affects your microbiome, your microbiome, if it's inflamed or if you're um, not expelling regularly or getting out the toxins of your body, it has a direct relation to anxiety, 
to cause a depression, um, ADHD, all of these things in your mind, right. which then contribute to your decision making. Mm-hmm. And if you're depressed and or you have ADHD or whatever else it is, and you can't focus on working out or you're too you're depressed to not really motivate to do anything, which is really sad, or you're filled with anxiety. Um, you can't really, people are, um, they can't do what you should be doing or what you want to be doing in your life because you are filled with all these ailments, but it all is like that huge circle, right? Whatever you put in your mouth, you can decrease the inflammation and reset your microbiome. So then you can help. I mean, clearly you can't cure anxiety and depression from eating from an Ayurvedic diet and I'm not a doctor so I don't want to claim any any such thing but it can severely it's been proven to severely help and I feel that just like taking care of your microbiome you have so many different options to grow your business as well Mm -hmm. and um and tap into certain different um I don't know. I'm kind of rambling. No, no, that was, you're good. I think that the, the, the healthier you are to that point, like if your gut biome, just like that's just the one example, but the more you focus on creating that healthy lifestyle and like focusing on all the different parts, the more likely you are to carry over into better entrepreneurship and you know everything else. Like right. you are going to be able to really affect more people. You're going to be able to prevent, like, uh, what is it? Um, present more opportunities to more people just because you're healthier. Yeah. So I think that's it's important. Uh, I, I think that was kind of the idea behind the Healthy Charleston project or the Healthy Charleston podcast was, um, you know, originally set out to identify community leaders that um, are in the health and fitness and wellness space to help provide resources to the listeners to say, hey, these individuals, whether you agree with them or not, we're not trying to be total dogmatic and like stand on a pedestal and say that there's one way it's there is a million ways like you said there's many paths um and you're going to resonate with some of them and when you do that's who i want you to contact you know so if we're sitting here having this discussion and there might be people out there looking for a publicist that are like i don't she's crazy you know or (laughs) but at the same time there's like health and fitness folks out there that are like oh this person speaks my language they understand not only what it's like to be an athlete but to to understand health and fitness and it's easier to want to commit to that person but it's the same if we're talking about a registered dietitian and you know we have a talk about you know vegetarian or plant-based diets versus non and some of that is going to resonate with people some of it isn't but somebody out there listening is going to resonate with one of those thoughts. And if they can be connected, then like, oh, I'm going to reach out to that doctor, that coach, or yeah. that publicist. It's then awesome. we've kind of satisfied our goal with the, the Healthy Charleston podcast. So um, maybe diving into a little bit more of your specialty. Yeah. You know, you've dealt with a lot of publications. Um, you mentioned travel and leisure. I know that through our discussions, you've mentioned like different fitness and publications and stuff like what like what are some recommendations out there for uh, people like myself? You know, made to move or uh, you know, F forty five fitness. Like, like if they're um, trying to be published or if they're writing blogs or if they're like, what's a recommendation for them that they can you know like? Because not everybody's gonna read every piece of 
you know, writing out there. Like, right. how do they get in front of people? And how do they convince men's health or them to, like, get involved? Like, like how do you broach that subject? Like, where do we start? Wow. I mean, that's a tough one. Everyone is fighting. I mean, PR in the publishing world has changed so much. And it's constantly changing. Everything's going digital. Publications are losing um, print publications just for the sheer lack of advertising. Yeah. And so um, publication houses staff are becoming much smaller. And so um, with a smaller staff, they're getting more and more pitches from publicists and a lot of things are starting to fall through the cracks. So um, really intelligent PR needs to be uh, much more strategic than trying to get into a publication because even though publications are great, um, it's really to give more credibility for the business to put on their website to say we've been featured in mm -hmm. rather than driving direct traffic because um, those traditional PR tactics aren't necessarily going to drive direct traffic anymore. Right. So um, specific to Charleston-based By that you mean nobody in Charleston is going to go to Publix, pick up a men's health magazine, read an article, and see that it's from made the move and then just choose to contact them. I mean, they it could, might, but they it's could. like... But the, the percentage of that, <laughs> right. you know, and it depends on how quickly you want to build your business. If yeah. you want to go that route and wait for that person to come in, that's awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah. Um, but I think that in tandem with getting that Men's Health magazine, um, specific to Charleston businesses, you know, to drive people, it's really developing those partnerships with other community um, target markets. So um, whether you're a personal trainer trying to get new clients, it's to reach out to um, apartment buildings and right. um, other community, you know, going to the coffee shop and getting to meet people and setting up really fun personalized appointments where you can offer your services for free and um, get have people in front of your face. Yeah, you really have, yeah, you have to build those relationships. And then in addition to that is having a strong social media game. Yeah. We I, I know I was just going to reach out like ask the next question about yeah. like man, how do you uh, with all the noise? Yeah. The attention span is so little. So many influencers on Instagram and everything yeah. else, like fighting for that one little piece of attention. And I wasn't just going to say social media, but just content in general. And that's where I was headed with that original publication question is like, okay, if I'm going to spend my time creating content, mm. what type of content am I creating and, and, and for what platforms and like, and, and for what purpose is it educating? You know, I'll let you talk about all that. Yeah, and I think that that's when it comes down to really um, either you understanding what your business is and what your goals are or getting together with a marketing consultant or, uh, or someone that can help you identify where you want to grow and what the right growth moves are mm -hmm. and putting together solid strategies to target those specific markets because throwing a uh, dart against the board and see you know what you hit no longer works because you are fighting against so many other competitors and you might get lucky space. but yeah you could get lucky <laughs> i mean everybody gets a um, bullseye yeah of course but it's more like playing the lotto now versus mm -hmm. 
even five years ago, you would have a really good shot of hiring a PR firm and getting that, um, that situation. So I feel that you really have to identify, um, where you want to grow, who your target market is, and then figuring out how to reach them in the digital age. And that's, you know, what are your social media tactics and do you have Instagram TV? Are you on TikTok? Um, you know, what, uh, what content are you putting out there? Is it going to resonate with what they want to hear? And, and, and you really have to take time to study all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm obsessed with learning about, you know, what people are really interested in and reading statistics. Yeah, and that target moves, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I mean, every exactly. quarter, probably, there's a, A, there's an adjustment in algorithms and everything else on the back end of the software stuff. But then B, yeah. like... Uh, none of us were scrolling through Instagram five years ago, you know, I mean, right. we were, but like not to the rate that we are today and consuming that level of information. Yeah. Maybe I should date myself further and say nobody was doing it 10 years ago yeah. to the point that they are now. Um, and so it is a constantly moving. Yeah. Topic. And I feel that a lot of people um, negate blogs just because they don't want to um, write a blog and they don't think that anyone's reading them but ironically blogs are huge Mm -hmm. um publications vet companies off of their instagram and their blogs um so it's very important to have a blog and a well-written blog where people can kind of virtually get to know you and have a um, more intimate connection with you before they reach out Mm -hmm. and a lot of people enjoy doing that so blogs are really important yeah absolutely yeah yeah, and I think like we, I, I, I just as like a, from the business side of things, I know we struggle with that, um, and I know all the other people out there do too. Is there's so much of it that uh, you know, a what to write about and everything else, and I think that comes down to your niche, like who are you speaking to and everything else, and yeah. knowing and identifying your person, like you know your ideal clients and stuff. But like there's also been this like again moving target of like do people have the attention span but here we are on a you know podcast that might last you know we're already 28 minutes in the long form exists you know right. like Joe Rogan has a two hour podcast three hour podcast people listen and love it right so it's not necessarily that there's no attention span it's You've is it mobile to, friendly? Right. And is it what they want? You right. know, like people want to listen and they want to consume information, but they also don't want to struggle to consume that information. And well, like, yeah, I mean, I feel that every, inf- every piece of information that we put out there has to benefit the listener or has to benefit the reader. Otherwise, we're just people on soapbox telling our <laughs> own story and it, it really is... Yeah. I mean, it's a waste of time for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. So even though you're trying to go after business for you, you have to figure out what can I offer to them that will keep them engaged and keep them coming back? How can I, you know, what is my area of expertise? Obviously, if you're an entrepreneur and you have an up and running business and people are coming to pay you for your services, you've got something right, right? Mm -hmm. So take that and then condense it into pieces and offer those tips and those those little offerings as teasers as as snippets of what you offer to get them to want to come back even more and hire you and retain you for your services yeah Mm -hmm. no it's smart like you're already doing something right so just bundle it in a way that's consumable and in a free platform that's you know easy yeah i often which isn't um, as easy as 
just that, right? Right. Like, it is easy, yeah. but it's never that easy when I sit down and put pen to paper. And like, well, you know, I think like, that, yeah. I mean, a lot of businesses that I consult with, the the owners are often, you know, they, they have that writer's block or mm-hmm. somewhat of a fear of, am I really offering something significant? And yeah. they're constantly thinking about their competitors. The but, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like, am I even qualified to have right, this? Right, 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 right. Like, who am I to stand up right. on my soapbox and tell people? Yeah. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is that you have an up and running business and you have clients that come and see you and you train and that you've healed many, many clients. So you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. So just take what you're doing and put it on paper so people can, can read about what you're doing. You can even do daily snippets. Um, you know, today patient X came in and they've been struggling with X hamstring, you know, injury for X amount of years. And now they're finally able to run half of a mile. How did we do this? This is how, you know, and those little daily, um, what would you say? Celebrations of your own business are huge amounts of knowledge for, and those could go across any platform. Of course. And yeah, Facebook, social media, Instagram blog form. Yeah. I mean, Instagram, you don't want to write too much because no one wants to spend that much time. I mean, it's solely for photos, but yeah, you can take little pieces and feed them into, you know, directing them to Facebook, directing them to your blog. So it can all be a chain effect. So yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating. And I think that, you know, I mean, like any entrepreneur, like you've got to look for people that know. And, uh, you know, it's just the fact of the matter is you can't be an expert in all fields. Yeah. So. I mean, I even struggle with these same things with my company at your story. I'm always wanting to write um, my client's story because it's their story. But then when I think yeah. about my own blog on my own website, I'm like, you know, what do I have to offer? But. I think that's a common um, mind block yeah. from any owner of any business. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're told so often, like from a young, like be humble, right. be you know, don't talk about yourself, don't right, be right, right, right. and so it becomes difficult. To it does. Then turn that script and, and do it. Um, so, what are maybe some things that we shouldn't do? Like, I mean, you know, there, is there some faux pas or like things that like the, the listeners out there that are listening from the business standpoint, like um, from a maybe as direct as health and fitness world, but maybe just general business, um, some, some 2020 uh, don'ts. Don't be afraid. <laughs> um, I love it. I think that would be the first thing is never be afraid to go up and talk to someone or try to target a new or capture a whole new type of demographic or business to partner with or you never know what the other person is thinking or what they're wanting to do and and there's always opportunity wherever you um, reach out to and it's not going to come to you. Right. It's kind of like dating, right? Yeah. You're, if you're single and you really want a boyfriend or girlfriend and you're <laughs> like, why God, why is there no boyfriend or girlfriend, but you're sitting in your house in front of the TV. It's never going to happen. You have to put yourself out there. The same goes for business. You have to just kind of not be afraid and put yourself out there. Um, two, I think is really kind of embrace social media and, and learn as much as you can. If you don't have a budget to hire someone to do it for you, 
Um, I know that HubSpot offers free digital uh, social media classes, and so that's really important for today's. Right. Um, I mean, even Facebook has their own whole like yeah. department that you can just yeah. learn and, 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 and do whatever. Right. So that's really, really important. And I think also, um, even if you do hire someone to take it over, I think as a business owner, it's super important that you kind of already have your defined voice and always knowing what um, to do in social media or having a brief overview of what to do is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, three, getting out and being a part of this community right. is so huge. Especially in Charleston. Especially in Charleston. Um, do community cleanups. Uh, Volunteer at the local homeless shelter. I, I volunteer at 180 once a week, and I've met so many great community members that take lunch off to go volunteer, and there's been so many connections made, yet you're helping the community. It's so good. Right, um, right. Yeah, so I think that's really important. And um, fun, have fun and smile. <laughs> If you're not having fun, yeah. then why are you doing yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. No, that's good. I think those are all great. And those are all probably something that uh, withstand kind of test of time, right? It's yeah. not just 2020. Like, none of those are really going away. Yeah. You know? I think for 2020, though, specifically, is embracing the digital, yeah, social media particularly. I mean, it's always a conversation, but even more so now. Yeah. And blogging. Blogging is going to be huge, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. I think just again consuming that information and, and you know all the time and, and there's a lot of bad information out there. There's a ton of information and you know I think that's probably a, something that we look towards in the future is what's going to control like good information versus bad or how yeah. you set yourself apart. And I right. think, but if you're running a successful business or you know at least in the process of creating one, you have a positive voice. You have good quality content you are going to rise to kind of the top like For sure. because there is so much stuff out there that it is either negative or false or whatever yeah. and that kind of stuff is going to get just pushed to the bottom i think organically yeah so um all right so for a little bit of fun here to kind yeah. of close things out uh maybe just a little bit more like rapid fire uh personalized <laughs> questions um so uh when was the last time you skied Oh, a while. I yeah. can't remember. Maybe oh, ten years ago. Yeah, it's been yeah, a while. It's been a while. It's a long. Um, it's it's a it's a big departure from having it be basically everyday part of your life. Yeah, it was a job. It was really a job. People are, people often say, "Oh, you grew up in Vale, and it was yeah. that must have been so fun to ski race all the time." But you know, when you're at that level, you're held accountable, and sponsors want you to be skiing at X cheerlifts, wearing course. such skis, yeah. and as a as a kid, that was awesome getting free stuff and being that kind of elite athlete, but you grow up really quick and it, right. yeah. Yeah. So now I enjoy water sports. Like I'm <laughs> learning to surf and there you go. Um, biking, yoga, anything with warm weather. I'm all about it. Uh, Stephanie, my wife and I are getting ready to go to Colorado next week, I guess when the podcast, I don't know when next week is, but we uh, are headed out for the first time to snowboard in seven years, I think. So it's been a long time. As a kid that kind of grew up on the mountain and and it's been a long time. 
I'm excited to get back out there. <laughs> You'll have to send me photos. Yeah, for sure. Um, what, uh, I guess, what was the biggest takeaway from, you know, being part of an organization like the U.S. Olympics? Like, you know, like, that's a massive thing that uh, only a handful of people have ever experienced. And we don't have to get too deep into this. I just wanted maybe one takeaway that you thought was, like, the best part of the experience. Um, I would say the value of perseverance and hard work. Yeah. Finally seeing that come to fruition. Right. Yeah. That's so cool too, because I think that's true of anybody that's at the top of anything, whether it's business or sport. Watch the Super Bowl last weekend. Like, yeah. Those people put in so much work and effort, and they wonder why they're the ones that are in the Super Bowl versus the ones that never make it. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. The amount that you really put in and you sacrifice so much, you know, like while all of my friends were out having fun, going to prom, I was, you know, tuning <laughs> my skis and yeah. yeah. So, um, to have that come to fruition was pretty amazing. Right. Yeah. Do you find that that knowledge or experience has carried over into the business world like when you left oh, and sure. obviously finished college and kind of the skiing career was over but uh and then there was the business world yeah the discipline the goal setting um the aggressive na- I, I know it's not great but the aggressive nature to reach my goals um not in a ruthless way but um you don't just put being, other people down yeah just being awesome. super steadfast and ensuring that i deliver the best work that i can for my clients and stuff like that um that has carried through with every aspect of my life mm-hmm. except for when i moved here and started going wild on eating everything <laughs> well, in Charleston. That, that was a, a shift <laughs> in what you were going to go hard at right like I heard Charleston has the best food. Let me go test the waters. Um, yeah. So, uh, favorite word? Mm, favorite word? Awesome, I guess. Awesome. Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> good. I don't that, dates, said that dates yeah. me. That's like, you can tell my age range. <laughs> um, okay, what about, um, I don't want to go favorite book. Maybe just... Uh, Alchemist. Okay. That's favorite book? What was yeah. the last book? Uh, the Bible. The Bible. Yeah. Man. Getting in there. Um, <laughs> the Alchemist. Yeah, I think I, I read that when I first just finished high school. I think like very like just got out of high school, so it's been a while now. I may have to so go good. Re- revisit that. Oh, and the Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Miss. Okay, that oh, one I have not heard of. So, so good. good. Anatomy of the Spirit. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Um, what do you find the most annoying sound in the world? Nails on a chalkboard. Nails on a chalkboard. Or someone complaining consistently. Right. There you go. Yeah. We don't have any chalkboards anymore. Like, I mean, it's not a Thank very goodness. popular thing. Like, yeah. Schools will never have that. It was pretty toxic paint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, what about uh, if you were getting ready to fight in the UFC and you had to uh, have a walkout song? What is it? Oh, a walkout song. I don't know. I would be so focused on beating my com- uh, <laughs> opponent that I wouldn't care about their music. So yeah, it should be silence. We will. We will run. I find that would probably be fairly terrifying. You just walk out and just pure silence. You know, like yeah, just straight to the ring and you go to the octagon. I yeah, that situation. That's how. Yeah, 
What did you think I was going to ask you when I asked that? Because you were like, ooh. I know. I was getting really <laughs> excited about being in the ring, actually. That's <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. Um, so then um, tell the people, tell the people, all the people. The people. How to, uh, you know, if there's a company out there locally that's listening to this or just an individual even that's even thinking about maybe entrepreneurship, all of the above, how do they contact you or how do they find you or... Um, you can go to my website at iystory.com. Iystory. Yeah, for It's Your Story. Um, and my email address and phone number are on the website. So you can go there and see what I do and Perfect. what I offer and contact me through there. Yeah. Awesome. I'm really excited. I hope yeah. that I get to work with more um, Charlestonians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're new here. Uh, hopefully this um, helps to shed some light on you and who you are. And uh, obviously, um, as we come into contact with more and more people, we'll send them your way. Thanks, Dane. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the Healthy Charleston podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we would love for you to head over to Instagram, search Healthy Charleston, one word, like, follow, comment on today's episode. If you have any questions, comments, if you have possible guests that you want us to bring on, if you have any topics you want us to discuss, reach out there, send us a direct message. We would love some feedback. Also, if you get any extra time, head over to iTunes, give us a rating. Again, put comments there. We love your feedback. Have a phenomenal.